if you don't catch it at the right tune, though, like it doesn't count. <laughs> and now, introducing Opportunity Investors. See? It's crowd participation. Come on, Carrie. Crowd participation. I really couldn't find a song today. I ran out of time. I haven't slept enough lately. That's a good song. That's a good one. That's for all. That's for the old heads. All the old heads in the room. Guys, what's up, man? Welcome to Opportunity Investors. Hey. Thank you guys for coming out. Um, let me do a little mic check real quick. We good? Vanessa says we're good. All right, we're good. Don't Last go. time I did like Green 10 minutes without anybody Green being able to hear baby. me. So this mic is for um, online. Where is the camera? Oh, it's over here. Yeah, we're streaming We're streaming live. Um, so we want to make sure Keep that it PG. people can actually hear us. No curse words. Um, so <laughs> yeah, fuck that. My name's Alex Winfield. Um, and uh, we are, this is what, three years in? We're almost four. We're yeah, three and Sean a half. and I started this group yeah. four. three it's years four. ago with the simple premise of let's talk real estate over good beer. Boom. And so apparently Cheers to that. people are cool with that. That shit works. So <laughs> we're kind of like, whether you like it or not, we're going to be here doing this. Come right. and join us. Um, so we're glad you guys came out. Uh, last month we talked about short-term rentals yep. uh in virginia beach in norfolk um and uh that was a great turnout a lot of people interested in it i do want to do a quick follow-up on that uh, actually we were just talking about it over here uh they basically said they are not doing any new short-term rentals in virginia beach it's a huge 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 decision that the city made whether you like it or not um Unless your grandfather. Unless your grandfather. If your grandfather didn't, you're good. Grandfather didn't, meaning somebody was doing business at some point in 2018. I don't remember what the exact date was. If you were running as a short-term rental and you've continued to do so, and you collected that, and that's been accounted for in taxes, city taxes. Um, so big change since we had our last meeting. Um, I think one of the things we always talk about here is what's happening currently. That is something that is going to affect a lot of things. Um, I personally think that one, it's gonna raise the value for people that have um, that ability to do short-term rentals in Virginia Beach, right? So there's that, you know, hey, I've got this and you don't, my value is gonna go up <laughs> on this house. Um, the other thing is, Very you know, true. I'm curious what you guys are gonna think. Hopefully y'all can jump in on this on Facebook, um, on our page. And, you know, what do you think is gonna to happen to Norfolk, right? So Virginia Beach says no, Norfolk says yes. My thought is, I think some investors are going to be coming out to Norfolk, right? Yep. That's the next biggest area in, in, in the air. That's the next biggest city in the area with beach access. I think it's going to blow up. I think ocean view area is going to continue to increase in value. Um, so, you know, the glass is half full in real estate. And I think, I think there's going to be some opportunities out there. So I'm excited to see what you guys think are going to be those opportunities. That's that's a question. I'm not sure. I thought yeah, it that's a carry question. Property. I was just talking over here. You guys were saying it might actually not transfer with the property. Um, the 
So he's saying it goes with. Interesting. With the. So it goes well, with the person, not with the address. What they asked me for when I did mine, uh, the biggest thing was they needed proof of taxes. So the company that it was with, we get a ledger with the taxes all the way back to 2014 so that we would understand and know, yes, this is our property. The, uh, the parking, things like that, that's all negligible. You kind of do what you do with that. It's as simple as drawing it up yourself with a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can see where that would play oh, out. I can see where that would play out where it's like, hey, if I want to sell this property, I got to sell the LLC. And that person now retains ownership of that LLC. That's the only way that would pass. Legality wise. Okay, that's interesting. And I like we'll, it. We'll figure out all the details. And, yeah. Um, but things yeah, are changing. Yeah, Vanessa is typing up an answer to that, I think. <laughs> so she'll have more info for nice. us. Awesome. So we'll, we'll hop back on that. But we try to stay up with what's happening currently. currently. A um, lot of things are happening. Uh, I think I'm seeing an influx of investment properties onto the market. I think there's going to be not like a crazy influx like people are talking about foreclosures. But I, th I think inventory is going to come up. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be one of these crazy drop-offs right now. And I'm just throwing this out there because I like to hear what people have to say. But I think things are going to get healthier because of it i don't think it's necessarily going to drop but i think things will actually get healthier so um anybody got any deals they're working right now oh mm. real fast i've got the update from vanessa uh -oh. she says you have to have paid airbnb taxes to the city it travels with the land and you cannot have a gap of rentals of more than two years okay nice and we yeah yeah, yeah we've been doing a lot of work on that side right now so she knows good so research Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of stuff going on. We're excited to be here. Who is here for the first time? Nice. nice. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. awesome. How'd, you guys, how'd you guys hear about the group? You guys kind of go around real quick? You got a text? Nice. Friend. Awesome. Um, you guys were saying, you guys were saying Facebook, Facebook, right? Nice. Awesome. Anybody on Bigger Pockets? You know, bigger pockets, okay. No bigger pockets, okay. Oh man, yeah. Bigger pockets is a great uh, real estate investment website um, with a lot of blogging about different strategies. Um, so, yeah, definitely something to check out. So, if you guys have never been here before, just kind of real quick um, intro. Uh, Opportunity Investors is about real estate investing strategies, um, financing options, the implementation of those into our market right now try to keep it current. Uh, we bring in industry professionals and experts to talk about those um, current current things that we want to really dive into. We try to get feedback from y'all to do that and figure out what to what to talk about, who to bring in. And we like to do it over cold beer. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the other part of this group is something that we are glad to be doing again, and that is networking. So in, in real estate, person. you got to surround yourself in with person. good people. My, the one thing I'm pretty good at in life is surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me. It's not that hard in my case, but um, <laughs> if you want to be successful in this business, you're going to need help from other people. This is a great place to find that for whatever your needs are. So without any further ado, um, let's learn.
Let's network. Let's raise our glasses for a quick toast. May your castle be secure and your cup overflowing. Cheers. 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 Bam. All right. So I'm going to eat some gonna, more of this. I'm going to introduce myself in the really middle quick. of this. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll get Sean's going to introduce himself, and you're going to introduce our awesome yep. speaker here who's going to be talking about multifamilies, um, and we're going to dive into it. So because I didn't realize how late we started. I'm horrible with time. Sorry. Um, so my name is Alex Winfield. I am a real estate agent in Hampton Roads. Um, I do uh, retail is probably my bread and butter. That's where I make most of my money, but I have a passion for, um, for investing. And that's kind of what brought me here. And I've got a team of guys that we work with and we help investors. We've done everything from flips, commercial, multifamily, um, subject twos, uh, kind of everything just because we like doing it and it's fun to help people do it. The other thing that we do is house hacking. Um, we do a lot of house hacking. It's really big in this area. If anybody's interested in that, we're actually tomorrow night doing in a, um, a seminar on that. Um, uh, that's going to be at Commonwealth Brewery, same time. So if anybody's interested in that. But um, like I said, Sean and I started this group three years ago over beers and real estate. And um, I'm going to pass it off to him. He's going to cover all the stuff I miss, which I'm sure is a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll then open it up to our conversation for the night. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to make it super quick. Because I want you guys, y'all came here talk multifamily, right? So Sean Bowen, Full Circle Investment Group, and wholesalingoutofthebox.com. Um, for those guys that are online, thank you for sticking with us and hanging with us during this COVID game. It has changed us completely from audio to video and learning all this kind of stuff. John was like, damn, you guys are high tech. We're like, <laughs> yeah. hey, man, we had to figure it out. You know what I mean? Right. So um, if you would, check us out our opportunity page on Facebook. Go in there and share that. Uh, as well as if you're watching this online, please share this stream and uh, hopefully you find value in it. We do these for free. We do it to bring in professionals that are in our area and doing business that are legit and real and are not trying to pitch you a fucking program, right? That was why we also stuck together with this, right? We have been around this market for a while and we're just tired of people trying to sell you something every single time. Can I go somewhere, learn something, and actually use it? Like that's what we wanted, right? So we were like, fuck it. Nobody has it. We'll make it, <laughs> right? So that's what we did. And we've been doing it for almost four years now. So thank you so much for you know joining us tonight. I appreciate it and hope you guys are going to learn something good tonight. Let's get right into it. Um, Jonathan New, um, Fairwinds, right? Fairwinds Capital. Fairwinds Capital. Um, real quick, I want you guys to hear the story about how John and I talked. We talked about this today. Yes. It was pretty funny. Um, how we met, how we got to know each other, and then how we ended up like getting here, right? So take it away, man. This is your show, and let's get going. Thanks, Sean. Um, so I'm Jonathan New. I am uh, from Alabama originally. Um, I, I'm in the Navy. I'm an active duty Navy commander. I'm on the USS George H.W. Bush, about to transition to my very last tour in the Navy. So, um, so I'm excited about that. That's like, that's like four weeks away. <laughs> and then I'm going into shore duty, and then I'm done. done. Then I'm doing this all the time. Nice. Um, but I've been a real estate investor for the past 14 years. I've only started really doing it professionally in the past three and a half years, though. I started off in single family, and that's how I met Sean when I was doing, I was doing like four or five uh, flips and burrs per month. And then I got involved with this one place up in Hampton, and it was through a wholesaler who uh, started off his pricing at $75,000. We had it under contract, 
And all of a sudden he realized he had the ARV like $80,000 low. We knew it, but he didn't, but he figured it out. And then all of a sudden we got in a bidding war with ourselves or with him and it made up fictitious offers. And uh, it was like, oh snap, I just got an offer for 100,000. He knew what he wanted at the time. He wanted 125. Yep. And, uh, and then we said, okay, $100,000. And then five minutes later, oh no, I just got an offer for 110. It's just crazy. And then, and then I said, this is, this, is, this is garbage. And so I had my other partner, as a, as a test of thesis, call him up and offer 75. And he said, well, the, lo the highest I got right now is 85. Oh. And I was like, okay then. <laughs> so we found out that he was a, actually a protege of Sean. So yep. I called up Sean for the very first time. I cold called him, but I had seen him in our networks. And uh, I said, is this one of your guys? So I was like, no, that I'm completely 100% legit. That's not what we teach. That's not what we do. Yep. And he's absolutely right. It's not what they do. You're completely <laughs> legitimate. <laughs> Everything you do is awesome. Um, but anyways, uh, that was at the very tail end of what I was doing in single family. And then we started getting into some multifamily, uh, small multifamily. So I definitely did the what everybody does. It gets into multifamily. I do single families, and then you do in small multifamilies. And then you realize that you spend the same amount of energy on a single family flip as you do a 130 unit apartment complex. Um, same headaches, bigger yeah, money. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then we started doing a little bit of that. Uh, I did uh, partnered up with a couple of guys uh, that are local, and we did some things out in Ocean View. We we syndicated a 53 unit deal out there, and I got involved with a 104 unit deal in Chesapeake. I sponsored my own 16 unit in Newport News, the northern part of Newport News, and um, not Numbered Street. And <laughs> I own a Numbered Street, and never again, <laughs> never again. Lesson learned. Yes. Lesson learned. Absolutely. Um, so that's where I'm at today. We founded Fairwinds Capital with the uh, the, the trio that uh, that we started off with syndications, and uh, we're not looking back. We've got, I'm flying out to Houston on Friday to see a 134 unit apartment complex that we have an offer on, offer accepted on, uh, but they wanted me to personally walk it before they would sign the PSA. And uh, we've, got, we've got letters of intent, and I'll get into what a LOI is here in a little bit, but we've got LOIs out and uh, being, being thought about in best and final, which is the equivalent of highest and best, uh, on 2,200 units across Houston, Dallas, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Um, and if we get it, we'd be like the dogs that chased the car and caught the car. Like, what do we do? <laughs> but luckily, we've, been, we've spent the past year and a half figuring out, like, how we're going to raise $60 million to take all that stuff down. So that's where cool. we're at. Um, all right. So uh, He just things said that, $60 million. Just want to point that out. Yeah, a little bit of money. Absolutely, it's a little money. That's awesome. There, there are. I'll talk about this in a second. But there, there are companies. Pull it out of your bank account, right? Yeah, straight out of the bank account. <laughs> just straight out of it. I got it. Just sitting there. Um, but there's several way, different ways you can attack the, the entire capital stack of a large multifamily investment like this. Yep. Um, so I wanted to talk about like why I chose multifamily instead of single family. Why did I choose to leave the single family realm? And the answer to that is, is stress level. Um, 
it's easy to go out and say, okay, I'm going to force appreciate this house. I'm going to put in $15,000 of rehab and it's going to be worth $50,000 more on the back end. Now you got to think about like taxes and, and exit costs and things like that. You do in, in commercial as well, but it's just completely different. There's a completely different language. Like it's still real estate, but the language is completely different. Um, everything is the way you value it is just, it's a different world. Mm -hmm. Um, so the way you get paid as an operator in commercial real estate is completely different. Um, I can take fees on different things. I don't take as much of the equity. So when I go through and I syndicate a deal, I usually do, <clears throat> so I'm gonna get into a little bit into the weeds. I do a uh, syndication and I split it up to where my investors, my LP, they take 80% of the equity and I get 20% of the upside. It's an LP? A limited partner. Okay. Those are the people that just give me money to go out and purchase equity okay. or purchase a, a multifamily. So they give me the whatever it is for that particular project, and I go and I I acquire it. I do all the due diligence, the inspections. I uh, sign it. I guarantee the loan, and then I operate it according to with a business plan to provide the 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 returns that we're advertising. And typically in the uh, multifamily world, we're looking for high teens to be able to give to our members over the long run. That includes the exit of the deal itself. Um, so in single family, you're doing like eight to 14%, um, but you're cycling it a lot. Uh, in multifamily, it's typically like a three to six year hold of an investor's money. And you're getting them about, uh, any, anything north of 14 and a half is considered a strong return on investment in commercial real estate. Cash on cash. Uh, it's IRR, okay. internal rate of return. Okay. I don't know the calculation for that. I have a lot of uh, spreadsheets that tell me what the IRR yeah, yeah, yeah. is. But um, We're not going to nerd that deep. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> IRR is nuts. Um, but the cash We're not going to get that deep right now. Yeah, the cash on cash can, can vary. It's usually uh, mid-teens, something okay. like that. Okay. Um, but then once you start to get creative with your capital stack, um, you can really boost those returns for your limited partners. Okay. Uh, so I take 80, I take 20% of the equity and then I give myself a waterfall. So when I meet this particular hurdle, in my case, it's 18%. If I can make 18% uh, for my investors across the entirety of their investment, then I take 50, 50 after that. So it's a complete JV after nice. that. Um, Beneficial in both you know, parties. I like it. I also charge 2% for acquisition fees, 2% asset management fees, and 2% disposition fees. 5% construction management fees. So if the, uh, the project has a construction piece to it, then I take 5% of what the, uh, the construction budget is. Uh, so there's several different ways that you can, that as an operator, take returns from commercial real estate. And it's just not just the 20%. Um, and then we talk about preferred returns for those people taking notes. Preferred returns means that the investor takes the first, whatever that percentage is. So like I'll take my asset management fee, but whatever's left, I have to meet a particular, uh, return for my investors. In my case, it's 6%. So I take a 6% preferred return which means they get 6% return of their money before I ever make a dime. Okay. Um, 
it's just one of the uh, one of the ways to make sure that we can uh, value our limited partners above ourselves. Is that kind of a confidence builder? It can be. Um, it really can be. It depends on the level of preferred returns that you give. Typically, between six and nine percent with equity uh, is is standard. And when I say with equity, I mean, so there's a couple different ways that you can do a syndication. You can do a preferred return with equity, or you can do just a straight preferred return, which is like they get the first 10, 11%, and that's all they get. If you beat that, you take everything on top of that. Um, I, but a lot of people, what they do is they do a, a combined model. They'll do one class of investors that only get that first 10%, and then nothing else, and then they'll do other people that um, will take part of the uh, the upside of the deal. And um, so, believe it or not, that ten percent is way less expensive than the people that get upside. So you want you really do want as many of your investors to stick into that it's class A shares that that only take ten percent guaranteed uh, because that's cheaper than mm -hmm. 17 percent. Um, but yeah, we, we dived a little bit down the rabbit hole. I didn't mean so to come on back up, John. Come on back up. <laughs> you're saying you're saying you do a lot of math. A little bit of math. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. And um, goodness gracious. Um, okay, so let's take let's take my uh, 134 unit 12. It's 12.25 million dollar deal. So out of that. Um, I've modeled out that my LP are actually going to get, um, you know, high teens. Of course, I wouldn't even step into a deal unless I, I was getting my LP what they need, and I was going to be uh, competitive. Um, but I get two percent. Well, my company does. My company is made up of nine people um, plus the sponsorship, uh, so I don't actually see a lot of it. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the uh, income goes to other people. Um, but that's also because I'm trying to do more than just one deal. I'm trying to do a lot of these really, really big deals. Stack them on top of each Which requires a lot of um, uh, oversight yeah. to be able to handle. So I'm going to have a property manager on site, a senior property manager, an asset manager on site, a senior asset manager, a director of commercial real estate, and then myself. So there's five people plus myself that are putting a lot, all of their... Um, uh, their, their efforts and energy sure. and making sure that that business Sweat plan equity. Yeah, is being executed properly. Um, but I take the 2% asset management or acquisition fee to my company, which in this case would be, you know, $260,000. Um, then the asset management fee, uh, which is based off of the gross income and, uh, man, I really am getting down this rabbit hole. <laughs> All right, so look, come back Goodness a little bit, and let's talk about, like, service level stuff. Talk about how you got into it, but how you got into it from a, what did you provide value to somebody and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. Thank you. Yes. That's, where, that's where I feel like, and guys, tell me if yeah. you're, yeah, yeah, how'd oh, you get Goodness into gracious. it? Yeah, Bigger Pockets. We were talking about Bigger Pockets a minute ago. You learn everything you need to know off Bigger Pockets. Yes, but then, yeah, done, that's it. Thank you for joining us. But then you have to have to get out there and do it. Um, so for me, I started simultaneously. I started my own um, uh, sponsorship of that 16 unit in Newport News, and then I was brought into that 104 unit GP 
as a as like a minority asset manager. Um, What's a GP? General partnership. General partner. That's the management okay. side of a commercial. So you've got your general partnership and your limited partnership. Okay. And I was on the GP side, and that's where we all want to really be. Um, you typically want to invest in your own deals, but you don't have to. Um, it just this it's a shine. It's a sign that uh, you believe in your own deals. Um, but this was in Chesapeake. I was brought in by Phil Capron and uh, Darren Joyce, who is my contractor for all the uh, single-family stuff. And um, that project was has been so smooth nice. and just almost carefree. Um, mostly because Phil is he's probably the best operator in this area. Nice. I like hand to God. Me just not trying to. Not because he's a partner, because he really knows his shit. He really does know his <laughs> shit. He is great. Nice. Okay. He, he lived there. He was there. Every, there was a fire. He was out there pulling tenants out of the fire. Oh, dude, he was Whoa. on point. He Whoa. Was, <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but that that deal has gone and really Phil, great. Phil was on here last year. Yeah. That's Phil's awesome. great. Phil, Phil's a good dude. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, work with them all the Yep. So that's how I got into it, really. Okay. So I got into it by doing my own thing, as well as getting pulled into a bigger project as well. So bigger pockets got you started, got you kind of like your gears rolling, got your wheels turning. Talk about what you did from there. Like, what was your next step? Did you go to Phil? Did you go like, I'm going to talk like I'm talking for the room. And if you guys have questions, like, raise your hand, throw them at me, like, let's go. Yeah. But I want you guys to interact with John and ask questions. What was your next step, right? If I'm a person of hey, I'm in residential, I want to switch to commercial, what do I need to do? Like, what do I need to go? Where do I need to go? How do I need to do it? Oh, goodness gracious. It's Surface level. It's, it's different for everybody. That's what that's yeah. the crappy answer. Okay. I, I know it sucks. Like, Tillman back there, uh, he, he's my, he works with me. Nice. And uh, he is, he's making that transition right now as okay. well. Uh, he. Um, From residential to commercial. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, he was he was in the same boat. He was like, "Well, I'm gonna wait for four months, then I'm gonna do it." I'm like, "For what?" <laughs> That's go. what I said, right? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay, I hear you. All right. Um, it's different for everybody, but a great. And I was just having the same exact conversation with a with another investor of mine. He wants to to do that same jump, and I think the easiest way is to just do it. Just get out there and and, and do it. Take the lumps. So meaning the value is in finding the deal, right? Always. Always. Okay. So like the most valuable thing is to find a deal and bring it to the table. The rest of it is different layers, but the hardest part is like everything else, right? Yeah. Finding the deal. It's amazing how motivated you'll be when you have okay. a deal that's under contract and you have to make that thing close. Okay. Um, uh, networking. Okay. Most important part of any business, yeah. especially this business. Okay. Um, so when you do, if you do find a deal that you think is legitimate, um, you can either, if it's, if it's small, just take it down yourself. Okay. But if it's bigger, um, then bring in somebody that's a partner Experience. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Experience level. Okay. Yeah. So how, talk to me about this. Cause I think, and actually the next question, I'm going to get you guys to start in the audience asking questions to John. So what's the next piece, right? You said, okay, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to ask somebody, who, how do I vet the person that I know that they're real, they've done this, they, they know what they're talking about versus some guy just talking shit? Oh, God. How can you vet that? Like, how can I make sure that that person is real? That they're going to help me get where I, like, I got this deal, 
I don't think it, I don't know if it's a deal, but I want to take it to this person. I can trust them. I know they're good. They're not trying to screw me out of anything. Because everybody always got that feeling, no matter if it's residential or commercial, right? Yeah. Everybody's always got like, I don't know about that guy too much. <laughs> yeah. No, it it really boils down to just talking to people. You're gonna be a far, part of failed partnerships. It sucks. Part of the game. It is part of the game. Yeah. Um, so talk to them. Talk to other people that know them. See what kind of business they've done in the past. Uh, you can do local searches to see what kind of if they're legit with what they're claiming they've done. Okay. Um, that's what I would do. And then just just trust your gut. That's what it ultimately just boils, mm, boils down. I like to. that one. Right. I like that one. If your gut's not feeling it, you're like, oh yeah. no. Okay. So let's throw some questions in the audience for the guys that are here and online. Um, what do you guys have for some questions? Just pop them off. Oh, yes. Let's go. One of the bigger things we're running into is how to value these properties. How do I know if it's a deal? Certainly my method for single family seems to work, but it's not translating at all to these multifamily deals. Sure. No, absolutely. Well, multifamily is the exact – we're in the exact same boat as the residential family is. The um, – the market is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. I have to go in hard EMD on day one to be able to secure a deal. Like I put in $50,000 as hard EMD. Like I haven't even seen the inside of the every single unit. I got to put 50 grand that I'm going to lose if, if the business plan doesn't match up. It's, it's crazy. But, um, so obviously when we value the, They truly care about um when you say hard emd you mean non-refundable non-refundable wow yep playing with the big boys that's, ser that's serious money just 50k, <laughs> just 50K. <laughs> i do have a question as well um so once you get into the syndication game right is that more so of a fancy word to say we're bringing in a partner to handle one side of the I do the other, or is that more so of um, you saying like, okay, there's a magic number of units of or doors that I want to do until you know I need to bring in multiple partners to close this deal. Great question. So a syndication just means that you're the one that's operating it, and you've got other people that have they're just giving you money. So they don't have any management say over what goes on with the property. They just trust you. And is that the difference between your manager and your That's right. Yep, absolutely. So then, you have, so then you have to go through to your SEC attorney and get, up, get your SEC documents all lined up. Whether or not your vehicle is going to be a Reg D, 506C or B. Uh, special purpose vehicle, reg A, reg CF, whatever it is you decide to do for your syndication. Ashley's going to pop in a question online. Yeah. Um, okay. I've got two questions from the same person. So cool. do you build a new business plan for each acquisition? And what is the best way to find lending slash LPs to fund the project? Ah, lovely. Okay. It, so yes, every single acquisition needs its own business plan because you're going to get its own lending who's going to evaluate your business plan for that particular project. Um, even even us, we're we're off. We started up a uh, equity fund, which is a semi-blind pool uh, that we're raising thirty-five million dollars for. But we still have to have every single project has to stand on its own. 
Um, as far as like finding the capital, it, um, there are companies out there that will give you your senior debt, obviously, that's gonna be your first position lane. And then you have mezzanine debt, uh, preferred equity, a common equity, JV, and then whatever you raise. Um, so, and it depends. If you wanna raise into a 506, what's called a Regulation D, 506B, then that means that you can raise from friends and family. Those are unaccredited investors. Uh, you can have up to 34 of those people. And, uh, but you can raise billions and billions of dollars off that regs, our, our 506B. You can have a 506C, which you can only bring accredited people in it. And, but you can bring an unlimited, accredited, unlimited number of accredited people into there. So it really depends. But there's several different ways that you can attack that capital stack. What is a good book or good resource to jump into to kind of just get a overall understanding of that syndication process. Awesome. Um, my number one recommendation would be Whitney Sewell's daily syndication podcast. Mm, interesting. Okay. Podcast. Awesome. I like that. Awesome podcast. I'm stupid. I don't know how to read. So. Dude, I read a book. I forget the first paragraph. There you go. <laughs> you and me both. Anybody else here do that? Like, am I the only one that reads a book and, like, I don't remember after, like, the first chapter? Like, awesome. Okay, I'm not the only one. Y'all are making me feel really stupid. Huh? Yes, it is. Whitney Sewell's Daily Syndication Podcast. And we can try to post that on Facebook. I see Vanessa. <laughs> that was a hint for Vanessa. Nice. All right, what else we got here? And anybody here in audience got questions? Please I wanted to point money. out one quick thing, Go like in valuation of, of uh, commercial multifamily, it's super cool. The only thing you care about is how much money does that thing make? Okay. So yeah, that's how you value it. If you, if it's like in a, so my example is like your rental. If, oh my gosh, look at this. Hey, nice. Thank you so much. That works. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you, ladies. Thank you very Appreciate much. It. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I'm going to throw out an example of in a rental, if you add in washer and dryer, you can get about 100 bucks extra a month. Bump it. Your okay. house was worth 126000 You added that washer and dryer, got that 100 extra bucks a month, worth $126,000 yep. $126, yep. uh, was your value. Yep. But in multifamily, if you have one unit and you get that 100 bucks a month times 12, Around here, especially for like Virginia Beach, if you're at a six cap, then that $100 increases your value by $20,000. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, so multiply that times 100. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. you're at $2 million worth of value add just by adding in a washer and dryer, which okay. is uh, huge. 1500 bucks. Huge. Well, for the cost, it's near no nothing for yeah. the return. Exactly. Like 20 so that's grand. the power of multifamily <laughs> compared, well, I think compared to residential. Agreed. Compared to single family. 100% agree. Now, when you're doing these syndication deals, are, is that usually they're an exit strategy to increase the equity and, and then release the property? There has to be. So that's always part of your business plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Usually I buy properties that are $150 to $200 below market rents. I have to do some renovations to be able to achieve those market rents. Um, or maybe the, the management sucks and their vacancies way down. 
or they're operating at a, an expense ratio that's like 70% or something like that. Yeah. Um, then it's it's easy for me to bring in my professional uh, professional property management team that's national and implement all these business plan changes to increase the property value uh, by millions and millions of dollars. So that would be called a what? When you do that, when you bring money to value add. Like value add, yeah. Value add, okay. Cool. Anybody else here got stuff on? Yes, yes ma'am. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I was kind of under the impression when I saw this of uh, multifamily was we, we do very small scale like duplexes. <laughs> so everything you're talking about yeah. is way more than what I was even thinking about. But now I'm thinking about it. And I guess my question is, where do you find these properties? Mm, yes. Bunches of different places. Um, so I would recommend. Like you get on Zillow or. <laughs> Sometimes. Phil, um, I was talking about Phil Capron. He found a, uh, was it 96 unit on Zillow? Mm, interesting. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, so anywhere and everywhere you can find it. Uh, Crexy, uh, LoopNet, sort of. Crexy, spell that. Why not? C-R-E-X-I, uh, Crexy. Uh, and then there's brokers all over the place. Cushman Wakefield, um, Colliers, uh, Brocadia. Um, all kinds of different um, brokers. Uh, and the Marcus brokers, and Millichap is local. Will the brokers talk to you if you haven't done a deal before? Yes. They just want to sell properties just like anybody else. But um, but they will put a lot of screening and due diligence into you. If you've never done a deal, they probably won't consider you for their 155-unit, $50 million deal that they're selling. Alex asked a question that I'm interested in. Why not LoopNet? Um, trying to be polite. <laughs> not, here. To be polite. <laughs> not here. Not uh, here. LoopNet is where people know the deals go to die. Hey, the real answer. Because everybody. <laughs> what looks, is LoopNet? LoopNet what is, is LoopNet? a site. It's it's almost like Zillow for commercial real estate. Um, Everybody so if it's looks still at up it. there and alive. That's because everybody else passed it's it up. It's garbage. Is that what we're saying? Not necessarily. <laughs> Not completely necessarily, but um, but it has been viewed at by a lot of people. A lot of people. Everybody looks at Luke now. And so it didn't meet like it didn't meet base the, criteria. Yeah, it even look like a deal. That's right. Nice. Uh, I guess uh, too bad because uh, I once saw a uh, Jimmy John's in downtown Norfolk uh, on LoopNet. Yeah, too I'm not saying you can't that. find a deal on LoopNet. <laughs> but uh, my question is, uh, who do you need on your team uh, just for your first deal? I'm just assuming you're just going in with uh, one or two other people. Uh, you're all uh, GPs. Do you need uh, a realtor, uh, an attorney to handle uh, your uh, business partnership? Uh, yeah. What would you recommend? I mean, it depends on the size of your deal. Uh, technically, you only need one person. Um, uh, you don't need a realtor because um, you're going to go straight to the broker. And in commercial real estate, you don't have a, sell a buyer's realtor, typically. Uh, I've used a buyer's realtor a couple times. They, they'll source deals to me. So they get more of a finder's fee instead of a commission. But most of the time, I talk, I talk straight to the seller's representative. So I have to be very strong 
at negotiation skills and mm. calling out their their garbage because mm. bullshit. Yep, yeah, they're going to send you a <laughs> bullshit OM, some garbage T12. A T12 is a trailing 12 with an OM. An uh, offering an offering memorandum. It's just basically their entire, like, this is what it's going to be worth. This is why it's going to be worth it. Newport News is amazing. It's the best market in Virginia. Fluff, 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 fluff. Exactly. <laughs> Chaff all over the place. Um, and then T12. T12 is a trailing 12. It's your profit and loss statement. That's how you value exactly what a commercial real estate place is What's wrong is with what. the T12 then? Nothing's wrong with the T12. It's just that the sellers are going to omit things all over the place. They're going to say, I didn't pay taxes. I didn't pay management fees. Uh, I don't pay for insurance. So my, my expense ratio is 5%. Mm. And then that, so they're going to get their, their income and their expenses. And then it's going to come up with their net operating income. And that's the number that you value commercial real estate off of. So do you build your own? Always structure to say this is what it should be this is what it should be we'll use their number but then we'll crank it up to this number always absolutely did that help answer i know we kind of rabbit hold out a little bit your original question was where do you find the deal so i'm I'm talking like 134 units but i mean the same concept applies to five units it's it's all commercial what's up my man so i'm assuming I'm assuming that as part of your business, you have to analyze a bunch of deals. You have some kind of funnel deal flow coming in. So you have to have a quick and efficient way of quickly looking at a deal to see if it's worth spending more time on. Or else you spend all your time evaluating deals and you don't make any cash. As far as rules of thumb, when you're first looking at a deal and you're calculating your NOI, you're assuming your expense ratio. What's a general rule of thumb for expense ratio for calculating NOI that you would use just to do that quick back of the napkin math? It's a baller question. So if it's, I would say if it's, no, this is just me. If it's above 70 units, 50% expense ratio. Okay. If it's below that, 40, 45, you can get away with. So basically what you would do is you take your NOI and uh, assume a certain cap rate for that area um, or you would they would have a list price for the property you have your NOI and you can divide the two to see what cap rate that's associated with and then based on what that comes to you can then dive into that yeah that process. that's pretty much exactly right yeah okay. do you use the cap rates that they generally give you or do you just kind of um, that's another question it depends if it's a value add property, um, cap rate sort of goes out the window. And when I say that, I mean, it, it doesn't. Your, your cap rate, when you're valuing <laughs> what it will be worth, absolutely matters. But when you buy it, like say, let's say you buy a property that's 100% vacant, makes absolutely no income. It's NOI is zero. Is it worth zero just because you divided zero by eight cap? Absolutely not. Yeah. So, I mean, so the cap rate in that situation kind of definitely goes out the window. So I mostly value what it is currently worth based off what it will be worth. Almost exactly like single family. Mm -hmm. So you get your ARV, 0.7 minus repairs, and there you go. Yeah. (laughs) 
So let's do that math real quick because I think that's a good equation, right? Talk about it. So if somebody were to say, hey, I want, this is a low number in this world, but let's say I want $600,000 and I'm not worried about how many units, all that jazz. I want $600,000. How would you do the quick math to that to say that the NOI needs to be this? So the quick math still takes me about an hour. Okay. <laughs> And I'll go through and I'll get on uh, Yardy or um, um, shit or um, goodness gracious or any of the others uh, to figure out what the the actual market rent is okay. when it's completely uh, at the top of its game. Okay. And then I'll say, all right, so that number times number of units times 12 times then I'll generally assume like an 8% economic vacancy, which is your physical vacancy, bad, con bad debt, concessions, loss to lease, all that good jazz. Okay. So, yep. So I'll say like, I'll say 8% when it's okay. fully stabilized, which takes years. Yep. So I'll say, you know, rent times uh, number of units times 12 times like 9.92 times 0.55. I'll give myself a little credit. Like 50% 50, of... A 45% expense ratio. Okay. Give myself a little credit. So for That'll easy give me math, my, yep. easy math. Just take $100,000 at grosses. I'm going to chop it in half and say it nets 50. Yep. Easy math. A little bit less after your economic vacancy. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. So 50 grand on $600,000, what, we're at 9%? Yeah. 9 cap? That would be great. Right? You can buy so, anything at a 9 cap. Oh. <laughs> Uh, all right, so quick math would be like, hey, $600,000, it grosses $120,000 a year, and I 50% that, I get 60 grand to 10 cap. Is that close enough? Like Precisely. quick math? Yeah. It's worth your time? Very much so worth it. Versus the guy says, like, it grosses 60 and nets 30. You're Thanks, like, bro. ah, piss off. <laughs> Thanks. Right? <Yeah. laughs> okay. Does that answer it? That's kind of close to it? Okay. One more quick question. Um Especially starting off, because you've clearly built a pretty successful business, very successful business at this point. But when you first started, strategy-wise, were you out there looking for deals first to bring to investors, or were you looking for investors knowing that you had access to deals and vice versa? What was your question? That's an amazing question. Good question. <laughs> it has to be both. It, it really has to be both. Um, Network, 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 figure out who wants to be where. A lot of people, like most of the investors that are in the single family world, want their money returned in six months. Uh, multifamily, it's different. You can't do that. It takes three to five, six years. And um, so it's just different for different people. Um, you got to continually network. But when you first start off, it's deal and then investors. And then once you develop a track record, then you can start flip-flopping. And then you can just sit on money and offer all cash for things. And because you're offering all cash and a guarantee to close, then you're more competitive. I want to I throw something in on that just, just because um, I realized some of the connections of people and everything. And it's cool to see people as they progress. And I was talking to Phil and so, I think probably some other guys that you probably worked with. I didn't realize this until we started talking. But everybody was hustling in your group. You know, you had some guys out there that were hustling, and everybody's continuing to hustle. And uh, something I heard when I first got into this industry was 
activity breeds activity. And that's something I think Carrie says a lot, who's spoke last month. And, you know, yes, find the deal. Yes, find the investors. Yes, like do it all and stuff's going to happen. And a lot of times what it seems like, I'm definitely not the expert. I'm the, I'm the pupil up here with a microphone. Um, <laughs> but as people out there hustling, stuff comes their way and they hustle more and then that progresses. They're making through. waves. Yeah. They're actually so, moving. Not sitting on their ass on the couch being like, well, because I'm of what this group is, I just think that's something to note is if you want stuff to happen, just do it on both sides and more stuff is to happen. Yeah. So I'll share a quick story about that is uh, we net, constantly networking and meeting people and it's um, crazy. We, one of our first deals that we syndicated, we relied way too heavily on a JV partner who promised us 600 grand for a closing. And two days before we're supposed to close, he backs out. I remember this deal. Yeah. Talking about yeah. It. <laughs> I remember that. And uh, so we raised 600 grand in like two days. Nice. The last, like we were, uh, and then we find out uh, the day of closing that they, the paperwork had been screwed up and we were 120K light. Mm. So we raised 120K in a matter of three hours. Nice. It was, it was dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And uh, we're at the closing table just like panting and dying and is, is crazy, but it's all about network. Yeah. It really totally. is. It doesn't matter what industry it is, whether it's commercial, residential, I think this business specifically is all about relationships, right? You can take everybody in this room and there's somebody that knows something about somebody else's situation and it's going to turn into something, right? Whether you ask somebody in this room or whether you go online, like, Hey, I know such and such does this. Oh, well, let me talk to such and such. Right. And then boom, you made a connection. And I think that's really important because I mean, that's why we started this. The more hands she shake. Oh, you started this as drink beer. That's that's true. That's totally true. <laughs> but then we, we segued it, right? We're like, the more hands you shake, the more money you make because you get to meet people, right? Like that is exactly what this group has done. We've met so many people in so many different phases of real estate. Man, it's crazy. You know what I mean? And everybody's doing it differently. It's so cool. Yeah. Because, I, love, I love hearing the way you're doing it. It's awesome. Um, but yeah. We have people come in every month and do something different. Yeah. And and they're doing it well. And you know, so that's it's exciting to see that there there's so many opportunities out there and so many people finding success in that. And and those connectors really are networking. And then people just go out and hustling and doing it. Yeah. I, th I think I think one of the things I see and something I can progress at is just people who aren't afraid to just do the just work go out there and try something. Do like, the work. Well, why wouldn't I buy a hundred unit property? I'm like, uh, because it's scary as hell, but you're like, yeah, the numbers make sense, you know? So it's, it's taking that next step that the, the other 90% aren't taking, you know, and whatever that is you're doing, maybe take that, maybe hustle totally, and, and surround yourself with people who have maybe done it before, you know, that's, that's awesome. So online and here, um, I think we're getting close to the timeline, right? Even better. We're going to shut down at 9 o'clock, so you guys got time to network. So here in the room, any other questions you guys have or things that popped up maybe didn't get answered? Anybody? The dumb question is the one that doesn't get answered or asked. <laughs> okay, online. Anybody online? 
No? So what I want to do is just kind of like finish out and then hang out for a little bit, right? Have some beers, network, talk. That's what this is all about, right? Like being in this room specifically, if you're online, it's great. But like we dealt with that shit for a year. I love, <laughs> I enjoy having you guys online. But man, if you're not here, you're missing out. You know what I mean? Like PM us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Otherwise, like I want to talk with you guys, right? I want to network with you and meet you and talk about doing business, right? So, and I really want you guys to have an opportunity to talk with John and his experience and what he's done and where he's come from and just this little bit of time to still spend and be able to have that person, right? So don't be afraid. Like we'll move away from John. Like you guys, it's how it always happens, right? Guys wants to talk to everybody. Like don't just come up and talk. You know what I mean? Sit around a table, have a beer. Um, and talk to other people here. Too. Totally. Totally. Meet people. Right. Greg. So the question is. So the question is. Um, Hi, Greg. We're on. Hi. Um, yeah. I love you the already. Is, uh, if you have any experience <laughs> in multifamily new construction, have you ever looked into? I've read numbers on it. I've never numbers. actually done okay. one. Um, I I own a property that's a it's a uh, it's a duplex that sits on a track of land that I could develop into another sixplex. I've just never done it. There's Goodness gracious, the amount of risk that's involved in that the new builds. Um, it takes a lot of upfront capital just to figure out if it's a deal. So you've got to hire engineers, architects, uh, planners, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff just, just to figure out if you can do it. And your money's got to be able to stay money for a long time too, probably, right? Yeah, the entire construction process. Um, but it's fantastic. The upside is is immense, absolutely. The risk is immense, and the upside is immense. Uh, but I've run numbers on it, several, several different deals, and uh, it's attractive, and I'd love to get into it as soon as I meet the right partners that have the experience in doing that and would be willing to come onto my team, absolutely. That's great. Well said right there. As soon as he... <laughs> meets the right partners that have had the experience. I think that's that's what networking is about. That's what we're always trying to find. So that's awesome. Um, I know we need to round it up here, at least for online, and then we'll, we'll bring it up to just kind of networking. I'm sure we'll have more questions. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming out. This is awesome. Um, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having Talking me. Talking about multifamily and sharing, sharing your, your stuff. Knowledge. Knowledge. Parted. Dropping bombs. Um, yeah, guys, we'll be last Tuesday of every month. Please uh, please join us. Please join us on our Facebook page. Um, we always talk about that. We would love more activity because we want to know what we should talk about. So if you guys have any ideas that you want to talk about, um, any questions you have, um, following up, any questions that you might have, uh, please share those with us. And we can give you that information as you go out. Um, you can just scan the the uh, barcodes over there, and, and you'll be able to find all of our social media stuff. Um, but yeah, please continue to join us. Come out next month and, uh, and and join in because honestly, we say this: we like talking real estate, drinking beer. We like doing it with other people. We bring in people because we hope that want to learn too. Yeah. Like we want to learn about this stuff. We want to see what other people want to learn about. So yeah. please join in. Um, 
I know we need to kind of round it up. Thank you guys for coming out. It was awesome. Let's give a round of applause here. Real quick. So, thank you. You want to do the triple? You want to do the triple bit? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, online. We appreciate you guys being here. And uh, guys here locally, just hang out with us, okay? We're gonna shut it down online, turn all the mics off, but network and hang out, right? Ashley said they shut it down at ten o'clock. Now they're on summer hours, so you got time. You got time to hang out, and you ain't got to worry about Ashley kicking us out of here. <laughs> <laughs>